Te Matau a Maui Voyaging Trust was set up last year by a small but passionate group of kaitārai waka, ocean voyaging sailors, whose work is the ongoing education of traditional voyaging so that it's passed on to the next generation. Now, as part of this, they offer up a waka experience, which is in two parts. The first is to talk to people about the geographical makeup of Napier, the local stories, followed up with a one-hour sail on board the waka, out into the Ahuriri Harbour, where Te Mato Amawi is berthed. So this was a first for me and about 20 others who grabbed the chance to get out into the ocean. Tēnā koutou katoa, mihi ana hau ki a koutou e tēnei rā. Just greetings and welcome to this lovely day. I'm Letitia and I'm from uh, this area, which is Ngāti Kahanunu, and I'm going to be demonstrating our life jacket safety today. So first of all, this is our life jacket. How we put it on is like, like you would with a jacket. So straight over the shoulders. And what I find the best way to put these on is to come from the inside and tuck it into the bottom and then push and that makes it click okay what you need is about a fist in between your chest and the jacket you don't want it too tight the other thing that you need to be aware of is I'd like to make uh, you to make sure that your little yellow toggle is visible on some of your life jackets you'll also have a um, safety tail now, as we're wearing a skirt today, and those that do have skirts on today, or dresses, yeah. if you have one of these, just click it on the side. For the rest of you, it needs to go between your legs and click on, again, not too tight. Okay, so just adjust the strap so that it's comfortable. But if you do see somebody go overboard, if it's one of you, your sole job is to keep your eye on that person. It is so easy to lose somebody in the ocean. So that's your main job, is to call man overboard and you keep your eye on that person at all time and you signal with your arm. While we're turning the walker, the crew has been trained to um, do rescue. So we will um, automatically get into position and do what we need to do if we hear somebody say man overboard. And if you're finding that you're uncomfortable out on the water, if it's just a little bit too unbalanced for you, these are safety harnesses. You just push it in and it clips into the D. And then these clip onto the end of the safety ropes. They are white. Do not hook them onto the black. Okay, so <laughs> what colour is it? White. white. <laughs> All right. So our whanga or our bay is also called Tematawa Māwi <coughs> and in Wairoa there's a mountain called Te Whakapuna Ketanga o Tematawa Māwi which means the foul hooking of Māwi's fish hook so for us that's where we believe Māwi um, cast his fish hook and landed for sure. So welcome aboard our vessel. I hope you guys have an awesome sail today. I'm glad you guys uh, have donned on your life jackets already and are ready to come on for a sail. Uh, just note that our sails, the booms can be quite low at certain times. So just watch your heads when you're walking around and also watch your feet where there's cleats, um, bits of woods just hanging out there ready to stub your toe. I'm glad most of you guys have shoes, so 
might be able to give it a good kick with Mick getting more worse than you. Ho atu waka ki waho ho atu waka ki uta, ngaruhi ngā atu ngaruhi ngā mai, i ronga te mata wahi nei raro te mata tāne huki nawe nawe. Ui tēnei te waka ka whakairia, turu turu a whiti waka mau a kia tīna. Tīna. Haumie, hui e tāhi. This is a, a, a Bermuda rig, so this isn't the traditional um, Polynesian sailing rig that we had, that we were swapping out. The reason for that is that um, we're able to reef this, so in stronger winds we're able to reduce the sail size um, a lot easier than we can on the, uh, on the traditional sails. Traditional sails are really hard to reef, but what the ancestors used to do, because the traditional sails, they were made out of a fibre, they were made out of um, pandemus, or in New Zealand, uh, that, uh, when they had sails, they were made out of harakeke or flax. And so the, they had a natural way of being able to reef because they were woven like this, um, nice and tight. But when the wind would grow, uh, get so strong, it would open them up. And so they would naturally leak out um, the, the, the wind. So it wasn't a factor. They didn't have to reef the traditional sails. But because we use uh, canvas, um, we're not game enough to, uh, we do actually have a set of uh, pandemic sails, but because um, we use canvas and for safety's sake, that's why we use this offshore uh, Bermuda rig. Um, just a little bit uh, about the actual waka, this is a, a waka haurua, so a two-hulled waka, um, which is uh, traditional throughout all of Polynesia um, because of its stability. Um, like if we we're on a mono hull right now, you know, we'd all be sort of like over like this. Um, uh, advantages of the monohull is you're able to point a lot um, closer into the wind whereas um, with these sails we might only get 55 degrees into the wind with the traditionals we only get maybe 60 65 degrees into the wind and um, you've got some uh, yachts that will be able to uh, at least do 20 degrees uh, some of the monohull uh, with uh, Bermuda sails um, so the actual design of this is called a tipairua design that's from the Tahitian Island group and uh, this was uh, the, uh, when Cooks and Banks first went to the Tahitian Island group. These were the walkers that they uh, drew. And uh, from these drawings, because we lost the knowledge of, um, uh, in Polynesia, we lost the knowledge of traditional uh, sailing and navigation for a couple of hundred years. It was through some of those drawings that we were able to reconstruct what the old walkers used to look like. And um, from that, um, we've got a traditional design, but we use all the modern-day technology so you know the fiberglass hulls we do crew on other waka where that's just strictly um, everything is wood everything is lashed together on Cody hulls um, and on, on one of those waka uh, some of us sailed from Aotearoa to Rapa Nui uh, last year but uh, these these walkers have been all around the Pacific 35,000 nautical miles and that these are really good sailing waka there were seven of these built 
um, by a, a German guy called Dieter Pullman, and that was uh, Tamana o Tamoana voyage. So it was uh, translate as giving mana back to the Moana, or giving mana back to the ocean. So that was an 18-month voyage, and Tafana was one of the only people who uh, completed that whole 18 months. So we'll find it pretty hard to talk while these are on, but um, might have a bit of a corridor later on. If you've got any questions, just come and ask any of the crew. Clear. I'm on board Te Mātaua Māui, the Waka Haurua, the double hold waka. Traditional in one sense, but it does feature uh, modernised equipment, fibreglass as an example. And I'm here with um, Captain Tafana Chadwick and uh, crew member Pitapi Smith. So I'm going to find out um, why they were interested in traditional navigation in the first place and to get a sense of what it feels like to be on board a waka. Kia ora, Justin. I know Ngati Kahinganu, Ngati Hori Te Hapu, Ngaruroro Te Awa, Koipatsuki Te Marae. Pirapi mentioned earlier that you spent 18 months on the Pacific voyage. Tell us about that. Uh, How yeah. long have you been? It's, yeah, it's been quite a big experience. Uh, in 2010, end of 2010, I joined the, the crew at the crew house. I just finished my studies at uni at Vic. I'd heard about the waka going on a voyage to Raivawai, which is close to Tahiti and a couple of the other islands and I wanted to get in so I just rung up uh, Rob Hewitt who was the, made a phone call. the manager at the time yeah. and I said oh I moved back to the bay because I knew the waka was belonged to Ngāti Kohingunu. I said I'll move back to the bay uh, when do I start and <laughs> he said oh we're in Tauranga so I had to, yeah, to move. move to Tauranga for a whole summer yeah it's an amazing experience and uh, I don't know I did it for myself but I think out of it uh, I can see the potential for rangatahi and uh, especially getting our rangatahi to know about their own roots and to know about their own experiences that they've sort of forgotten, that we've forgotten, um, that just need a, bit, a little bit of a spark to re reawaken. Even if they don't become the meanest voyagers, they might become the meanest kapahaka exponents or the meanest paddlers or whatever, but as long as they're proud of who they are. Tafana, can you explain what your role in particular is right now as we're on Te Mātaua Maui? Are you the, the... I'm the skipper and so I manage a lot of what the crew do, make sure everyone's uh, safe and everyone's on board still and yeah, just keep safety safety and going forward. So we've got, um, what are your crew members doing behind us at the moment? They're just steering? Yep, so uh, Jordan there, my cousin's on the hoi and... Uh, Rangi's giving him a hand to make sure he steers straight. Rangi's our experienced crew from the voyages too, so he's done quite a lot of miles. And Jordan, he's just joined us last um, year or so, but he's been, uh, we take him, took him to, to Tonga uh, halfway through last year. Um, so Tafana, the, the, um, the wind has picked up a little bit, so we're heading into more choppier part of Napier. Yeah, we're sort of lucky because it's a westerly and you can see it's coming from the land. So it's only travelling maybe a K on the water, maybe a mile on the water. So that means the waves don't get enough, uh, big enough chance to pick up. 
but when you get the ocean winds coming from, like you know, when we get winds coming from the tropics, yes, and they bring the good surfing waves, right? Yeah, that's like when, when it's... there's a mean as uh, cyclone in Fiji or something, they bring a big waves, and that's because the wind has longer to travel over the water, so the waves slowly pick up over time. But yeah, so it's quite nice. Yesterday the wind was coming north, northeast at the start, so they got a bit more waves. Because oh, it had okay. longer to travel over the water. Right. Kia ora tafana, I'll let you get back to your mahi. Kia ora for that. See. Kia ora. <laughs> mm, kia ora, Pitabi. Um, what prompted or what has traditional navigation taught you? Oh, I don't know. Heaps of things. Patience. <laughs> <laughs> How, what's the longest How period of sleep? <laughs> <laughs> what's the longest period of time that you've been on board a waka? Um, without seeing land, uh, 43 days. 43 days. Yeah, that, that's when we went to Rapanui, the first leg. Yep. It was quite a hard leg, um, a lot of storms, so we got caught in storms for, oh, all up, I think we got caught in storms for about two and a half weeks, but the longest storm at any given time was uh, five days. People were starting to get hypothermia, wow. we were just wet the whole time, uh, not much fun when it's happening like that, but it's real character building, eh, and it, um, when you look back at it, you know, when you're there at the time, you're thinking, hell, what the hell am I doing here? But afterwards, it was like, man, what an achievement um, for us to do that as, as a crew together, eh? Can you describe what we're looking at right now? Um, oh, Te Whakapū Nakitanga uh, o Maui is the, uh, over there where you can see, um, uh, that's like uh, Mahia, to Mahia. Yes. And so that's where um, the, well, the, translates as the, the foul hooking of Maui. And so, um, what we, what, what what we think, uh, what we believe is uh, that that's probably the the place where Maui first landed on Tika Maui because um, as a navigator you're trying to uh, grab that that uh, that ika or, or that motu mm. and you're trying to pull it towards you, Aye. and so that's the metaphor that uh, that you know the, the ancestors used to use to be able to teach it to, to kids um, you know to spark their interest like you know fishing yeah, up the, awesome. the motu but what it really is is it's a navigator pulling that motu towards towards the waka so the waka is actually going to to the motu but if you know uh, the, the foul hooking so um, we, we, we don't know exactly but that's what that's what uh, that's what we believe awesome kia ora pirapi. I'm oh. not doing that. That looks a little bit tricky. What are they doing? Going down to see where the where the, the bucks crew members are. sleep. So they go and then they're coming up there at oh, the other end. Okay. Looks a wee bit it's difficult. Not too bad. You have a good sleep. <laughs> you do. <laughs> do you feel the motion? Like you know that when you sleep. That, that's, that's quite, quite nice. Does it rock you to sleep? <laughs> Hi there. Hello. Kia ora. Kia ora. <laughs> Kia ora. Can I just get you to explain, please, um, your name and where you are from? My name is Nick Sheridan, and I'm from Baltimore in the USA. My my grandfather was from New Zealand. My great great grandfather emigrated here, so I've always wanted to come back and see the land that one of my ancestors came from. And what are your, what do you think of? I've been having a really wonderful time, both here in Napier and before in Rotorua and in Auckland. It's a, it's a culture quite clearly that 
depends on tradition. Um, it's it seems like to me a culture that gives more to the men than to the women. Why, why do you say that? Well, it seems like that the men have more of a role in traditional Maori culture than the women, but it it also seems that Maori people are really proud of of their culture, have made sure that the immigrants from the European areas respect them. And they seem to be pretty successful at that from the little that I've seen. I feel, le I feel more calm now that we're kind of heading back into Napier at the moment. How did you think it went? I, I thought it was really exciting. I'm, I have been sailing before. Oh yes, um, so you're familiar with a few of the terms? Or... Yes, but never on a traditional boat. And it makes me think back to the times centuries and centuries ago when people from the Pacific use these these boats to brave the seas and come here and how incredible adventurous they were. My name is Charlene and I'm from Baltimore, Maryland in the US, about 40 miles from Washington DC, the capital. We've been traveling around. We came into Auckland, had a couple of nights in Devonport. Can I share your rope? Because I'm kind of hobbling a little bit on this on board this waka. Charlene, you say we. Are you with a group? I'm with a group. I'm with my partner, Nick. We're both from Baltimore, and his sister is uh, from London. Now, okay, so tell me what you think of this and experiencing Māori culture, actually. Experiencing Māori culture is outstanding. Um, I'm African-American. I live in the United States, and we don't have a tradition of, well, a lot of us don't know where we're from originally, and we don't have a, tradi a tradition to uphold. So I think it's outstanding. I see a lot of effort towards maintaining the culture. People are really enthusiastic about it. It looks like everybody, Māori and non-Māori people, join in preserving and learning about the culture. I think it's wonderful. And what, what have you learned about us? Well, we, when we were in Auckland, we took a tour from a company. Um, they took us to the rainforest to see the, the waterfall. And then she told us about the migration out of Polynesia and about her tribe. Um, we learned a couple of words, which is funny being a native English speaker. A lot of the words have a lot of repetitive syllables and a lot of short syllables, so it's pretty hard for our ear <laughs> to catch on to. But uh, it's pretty wonderful. Kia ora, Charlene. Now, in total, we were out in the water for about an hour. Although a little windy, it was the perfect day for sailing. As we came into the Ahuriri Inlet, a local kapahaka group welcomed us back on shore. And to wrap up the waka experience, we headed into the marquee for a kai and a kapahaka performance. Nō reira tēnei te mihi ki ngā kai tārai waka o te matau a Māori, the crew members of the double-hulled waka. Now, the Trust is on a bit of a recruitment drive for new rangatahi crew members. There is an intensive wānanga happening in June and there are limited spaces. For more information, just search Crew Wānanga Matariki on Facebook.